that opened the door to classic 60s soul music. Was there something specific that you heard that kind of... I would say uh, it's growing by the Temptations. Uh -huh. um, like a snowball rolling down the side of a slope of a hill. You know, just, you know nobody's really like writing music like that anymore. You know, just very simple and smooth. Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of That Record Got Me High. I'm your host, Rob Elba. It's great to have you all here with me. I sound a little funny. I have a cold again. I don't know. I keep getting these colds. It, it's not COVID, though. I promise you. Not that, not that it would matter to you anyway. Uh, it's not like you're going to catch it through here, but uh, it is just a cold. Horrible cold. So I'm drinking some tea, and I'm going to soldier through, uh, you know, for you guys, because that's just the way, that's the way I roll. Like I said, it's great to have you guys here. I, I, uh, my, my head's all clogged up, stuffed up. I can't, can't hear much through my headphones, but you know, you guys will not, I promise you, you won't notice, aside from the fact that I sound terrible and I may blow my nose at certain points, you won't even know the difference. Uh, so I would like to welcome a, uh, a frequent guest to that record. God, you know, uh, Camila, I think you may be our most, uh, frequent guest. I think you may have the most episodes under your belt. Uh, wow, that's, that's, that's impressive, right? It, it is impressive. Yeah, it is. Uh, a, a lover of music, art and dance, a uh, good friend of the show and longtime guest, Camila Rizzo. Welcome to the show, Camila. Hi. Hi, Rob. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's great to have you back. Camila, now Camila has done... All different kind of records. She her tasty music is eclectic. Like you could de define it from her because she's done. Uh, you've done Camila. You've done Black Flag. You've done Bad Brains. You did Eric B and Rakim. Uh, you did uh, Steel Pulse. So you're all over the place. Yes, uh, but but that's great in, in a good way because you really legitimately uh, love all kinds of music, right? I do. I knew you. I mean, we've known each other a long time, so I knew you back in the uh, punk days. So I knew you more as a punk rock girl. But I think even back then, you were probably already listening to different kinds of music, right? Yes, all different kinds of music. Right. So that brings us to the record you brought tonight, which I have a really funny story to tell you about this record. But first, tell everyone the record that you brought that we're going to talk about. Uh, we are going to be talking about Leon Bridges coming home. Yes, Leon Bridges coming home. All right, now here you go. Full disclosure. I have, aside from the fact that I have an actual music podcast, I'm not really that up on stuff that's going on in music, you know. <laughs> so when you uh, said, oh, I want to do this, uh, Leon Bridges, I had never heard of him. As, as far as I knew, I never heard of him. So what I usually do when someone gives me a record I never heard of, I just get the music and, and I start listening to it before I actually dig in and do any homework or anything, you know. So I, I bring the record up, I see it, I see the cover, and I say, oh, okay, so this is obviously an old 60s guy, and I'm listening to it, and it's like, oh, wow, this is great, but this is like a, a um, soul guy, you know, like a, probably a 60s guy, maybe like a, um, 
Like a Sam Cooke or someone like that, right? Or like an Otis Redding. These arms are Reading Sam Cooke, but maybe someone that I had never heard of. And I'm, I swear, uh, I'm, I'm not lying. Camila, I listened to it over, I listened to it about three times and it's great. And I, and I love it. I go, wow, this is great. I can't believe I've never heard this. And then, and then I finally start doing homework on it. And I say, wait, this record came out in 2014. This guy was uh, 25 years old. Um, 15, actually 2015. So yeah, so tell us the story of Leon Bridges. So me, of course, I felt like an idiot. I go, how is that possible? But you could see how it's easy to be fooled, right? I, I think he just has such a timeless voice, and he he really is a modern classic soul artist. That, I mean, that's that's what I think. Right. And 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 think about it. Like, look, I think a lot of people don't necessarily know what soul music even is i mean they just know the words but uh, soul music is something that originated with the african-american community in the u.s in the 50s and 60s and it's got elements of african gospel music and rhythm and blues and jazz and so it really uh, started to become extremely popular during the 60s and the civil rights movements and uh, that's where a lot of uh, record labels like Motown, Atlantic and Stax uh, really pulled out a lot of soul music and got people into it, popularized it. And now Leon Bridges, even though he was born in Atlanta, he is you know, a son of Texas. That's where he grew up. Right. And I, Fort Worth, I don't know. Right? I don't know if you know, but Texas has a mighty lineage of soul music with some incredibly talented musicians. You've got uh, T-Bone Walker, Lightning Hopkins, Ornette Coleman, Freddie King, Joe Tex. Cornell Dupree, Towns Van Zant, right. and the one and only Barry White. Now that I'm here, no more tears. Come here, come here, and you won't find things that broke your heart and blew your mind. Not here. No, not here. Oh, right, right, okay. I mean, those are all guys out of Texas. And most people don't think, huh, Texas and, and Seoul. Yeah, but, you know, they're, they're are some of the best. Right. And then, and then, but reading about this guy, Liam Bridges, like he was a young guy. So obviously he was listening to more like modern soul, really. He didn't really listen, but this was just his style of music that grabbed him that he liked. So he would play, I guess he would play these, um, 
open mic night nights right mm-hmm. at this at this place in uh fort worth texas and people right. would tell him wow you sound a lot like sam cook and he and so he would start listening investigating who sam cook was and listening to him and then he realized oh my god yeah this stuff's great this is this is the, uh, this is my jam right here you know yeah and i i personally also think that he sounds a lot like brenton wood as well which okay. is another uh soul guy that's got a very beautiful voice timeless classic um you probably know him by one of his hits that the oogum boogum okay you, you've, you've you've heard the song you just right. don't know oh yeah it. no but i'm gonna i'll dig it up and i'll play it right now it'll be playing underneath here um so yeah so but also uh, camila like so the, the fact that i listened to it and and thought it was an old 60s thing that's just not an accident thing because it's kind of by design because all right so what happened so he's playing these um oh, open mic uh nights at this place called magnolia motor lounge in fort worth and this guy you probably know this story right the guy that discovered him or you know oh, found the, him. The, uh, austin jenkins exactly. and joshua black from white denim exactly right right mm-hmm. so these guys yeah yeah so they hear him and they and they go wow are those covers or are those yours and he goes no they're, they're my songs so they said well let's get you in a studio to record you and they recorded at the studio where they used it's called now uh, city sound with this other guy chris vivian and i guess they use all uh, vintage analog uh, equipment right it's i mean i think they're they just push the the vintage sound and then think about it they set up their studio in this 14,000 square foot former golf equipment warehouse, right? Where or, or everything in there is either from 1948 to 1962. And they pretty much, you know, had Leon Bridges channel like a doo-wop soul sound. And that's how they captured it. And I think, I think it's really neat that they are able to not only use um, vintage equipment and mics and guitars and eight tracks everything just sounds so throwback and authentic oh yeah but modern at the same time well i i guess modern i think more uh because you know i in in uh, like reading about him and reading reviews uh, you know, s- some knock he'll get is that, oh, well, it's just like a retro, total retro thing. It's just like someone trying to sound old. But he's, but he, you give him credit that he's doing all his own songs and he's singing about himself and, and his life and, and his exactly. family. And, it's, and, it's, and it sounds fresh. And I think the sentiment behind everything is timeless. And right. he has such a clear voice that it's oh yeah a privilege to listen to oh it's so great i'll, I'll tell you yeah camila I've, I've just been enjoying listening to this i've been listening to it over and over in my car and even you know it was funny because then uh, at first I, I thought i'm listening to this old uh, 60s record and then i'm and then i'm listening again with more critical ears like oh my god this is new but it's still it's just really great album great songs and uh, yeah I, I love being a musician myself you could hear uh the way they recorded the the drums for instance they in in a room with probably just like two mics maybe overhead it just has this this like roomy sound that's also kind of stripped down and with the vocalists all the different backing vocalists thing and and it's just like such a well crafted record yes i agree with you i mean it's so it's it's so well done and the and the sound is really crisp 
Yeah, it is. It is, but but it's got all that '60s R&B soul. You know, it's got the reverb and it's got the backing female. It has this like organ, this smooth organ that comes in, and the horns. But it's done. It, it, it's just great. But at the end of the day, it wouldn't be if he was just he could have just done a record doing like, uh, you know, standards like soul standards. It would have been one thing. But no, this is a guy with his own, you know, his own, He's got voice. His own story to tell. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's amazing, too. He was so young. Like I said, he was 25 when he got signed to columbia records in 2015 he's 25 years old they throw this guy in a studio and he also looks great though he he, he wears those suits and <laughs> he just looks great yeah i mean like even currently you know his music has has evolved somewhat but he's still true to himself and he still dresses you know in a vintage style Oh yeah, yeah. He he looks great, and and I actually found I I didn't know he was on Saturday Night Live SNL a little bit after this record came out. And uh, if you look that up, there's great two great great performances on SNL. I mean, it's, it was just so good. And so, Camila, I was going to ask you, how did you uh, discover him? I think I discovered him through Spotify. Believe it or not. Oh, okay. No, no. I believe it. I believe it. Probably one of those things where they say, if you like this, you'll 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 like this, whatever. Yeah, and then I probably you know, checked it out and, and just fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. How could you not? Cause coming home, I guess that song coming home, which is the name of the record and it's the opening track. And it just like grabs you with this. Uh, it, it, it's just great. And all right. So we're going to start listening to the record, but before I just got to mention one thing that I thought was funny that his name, he calls himself Leon Bridges, but he, his, uh, his real name's uh, Todd Bridges. Right. Right. And th- did you hear why his dad named him Todd Bridges? No, I didn't. I don't know why. Because his, his dad was a big fan of the 80s sitcom uh, Different Strokes, and he named him after the actor Todd Bridges. Yeah. <laughs> Willis, the Willis guy. What you talking Which about, Willis? Which is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so luckily his college uh, buddies nicknamed him Leon because of they thought he looked like the actor Leon Robinson, who was in the... Uh, Temptation, that movie, The Temptations, and Cool Running. So they started, so they called him Leon. So, oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so let's, uh, yeah, let's get into this, uh, this record, the opening track. So, I'm guessing maybe, maybe this is the first song you heard by him because I'm thinking because this was kind of like a breakout thing. I know it was really big, uh, SoundCloud. No, actually, actually, the first song that I ever heard by him was River. Oh, okay. All right, the final track. All right, but let's mm-hmm. uh, let's listen to the opening track. Let's listen to "Coming Home." Coming home to your tender sweet love and you're my one and only one. The world needs a bit of taste in my mouth, girl. You're the only one that I want.
Oh, so good. And and just one thing, uh, kind of like a little music uh, nerd thing I want to point out. Those four extra beats he has at the end of a wannabe round of the chorus, That that's just like a little tiny touch that just makes the whole thing for me. I just, I love that so much. Yeah, you, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, I've... I've I find it really interesting because I, I learned a lot about this album and how it was recorded and they've done some really interesting stuff. Um, uh, I read an article where I think it was uh, Austin Jenkins uh, talking about that uh, when they recorded um, Coming Home, they uh, picked one of the putting greens in the warehouse that that they had oh because it used to be like a golf warehouse yeah right it, it was a golf warehouse so they they picked the putting green and they like essentially built like a tent city around it and then they um set up as temporary studios and they got like uh an eight track uh struder tape machine and old um newman u67 microphones right right and they basically like broke everything down and set it back up around the the putting green and just started recording and everything was done live right right so that's that i think that's really really neat yeah, it is. And and you could hear it. Like I said, you could hear it. That's why that's why I was completely fooled <laughs> to not even think for a second, oh wait, is this modern or anything? No, because but it's just like you said, it's also timeless. It just has this timeless quality about like like how could I, I can't see anyone like I've said this before, like Stevie One when we did the Stevie Wonder records. I can't see anyone who like loves music not loving this, you know, just listening to it. I mean, if they don't you know, yeah. they open, open, <laughs> open up their ears and, and uh, give it a shot and just realize how pretty this is. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So now, and this next one, we have uh, some of the horns coming in uh, that they add to the mix. This, he clearly, he longs for the days when men would swim the uh, Mississippi river to prove their love. Right. Right. <laughs> this is a better man. A better man to my baby. Give mm-hmm. me all good love. I was singing with them Jezebels under perfume sheets. Mm-hmm. Got a golden smile. Heart overflowing. But kind of in love. But it wasn't enough. What can I do? What can I do? To get back to your heart I'd swim the Mississippi River If you would give me another star, girl uh, Just the backup singers doing the doo part It sounds it sounds so good because it doesn't It, it, it isn't like it sounds perfect studio sounding, you know It's just got this this realness Like it could be, in, you know, recorded at some club or something Right, and they're, and they're like the perfect emphasis for his words And then I don't know. I don't know if you have seen the video for this song, but he play. He's playing this beautiful Gibson ES uh, uh, one seventy five, and it's just 
so pretty. pretty Yeah, well, I think I I saw in his Sunday Night Live performance when he did River, I think he's playing that guitar and he's just playing. It's just him, an organ player, and these backup singers doing it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. And he's playing it. And I love he's playing it with his fingers, not even with a pick, just like strumming with his fingers. Um, yeah, it's great. I, it's like, where did this guy come from? You know, I mean, I guess we, we, from we know where he, no, I, I know we know where he came from, but it's just, it's just funny how this happens sometimes, how you get people that they almost seems like they were born at, at the wrong time or something, you know? Yeah. Or they're just into really cool stuff and they're, and they're very true to themselves. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's it. And that's how I, it's crazy to me when I, when you see someone that, that has that knows, uh, who they are and what do and what they want to be when at that young age, twenty five. I, I don't know about you when well, you twenty five. I was an I idiot when I was twenty five. I think he also got really lucky in that the guys from White Denim really recognized what a talent he was and exactly made it all happen. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, well, some you know sometimes things work out like that, which is great. Um, all right, so this next one, fantastic. Uh, this next one, brown skinned girl. Ironically, the one thing I read that that's kind of sad that this happens is that his fan base. You would think he would want, you know, he'd want young black people to be into it, but not really. His fan base is a lot of older white people. You know, and that's just the way it is. So, and he says uh, when he plays this song, brown skinned girl, uh, when he asks, "Where's my brown skinned girls at?" and uh, there's maybe two in the crowd, one or two in the crowd. He said, "So that." That's uh, awkward, a little awkward. You know, I guess it's just the way it is. I don't I don't even know what to say about that. I know, I know. I mean, it, it's a shame. I, I don't know if you could say, I mean, it could just be young people in general just not going to gravitate to this because it's not edgy enough. It's not dance. I mean, it's danceable in the way I could picture someone dancing in there, like putting this record hey, on I, and I, dancing around hey, there. I was... <laughs> I was dancing in my living room to coming home. You just didn't see it. No, I could totally picture that, Camila. And that's actually, I was going to ask you, do you buy records or do you just listen basically online now? Do you, do you stream music? Um, I do. I do it. I do it all. Okay. You do it all. Cause I could picture someone like buying this record. Cause by the way, the record, like I mentioned, it looks really cool. It's, it just looks like a vintage sixties record. It's like red. It's got him on the cover and it's got all the songs like listed on it. So I could picture someone, you know, taking it, putting it on the record player and like dancing, like you said, dancing around their apartment to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's listen to a little bit of Brown Skin Girl. side of the room brown skin girl staring with the brown eyes ooh baby don't you know you're a cutie pie princess little honey with a polka dot dress on Yeah, so that's great. Supposedly he wrote this for an ex, uh, a ex-girlfriend of his originally. Well, I think that's beautiful. It is. I mean, 
an ode to your ex-girlfriend and how pretty she was. I think that's sweet. It is sweet. It is. Um, all right, so this next one, Smooth Sailing, this is the one he played on SNL. And uh, like I said, it was a great performance. Let's listen to a little bit of Smooth Sailing. <laughs> These concrete seas Now she headed East down the boulevard Duval Sure Said I like the way Said I like the way You sail your ship now Let me be your cargo I won't wear you down No honey I won't Wear you down A destination, but I got a feeling I need to be your passenger. So you can let me be your passenger. Shook, said I like the way. Said I like the way. <laughs> I love he's doing the little call and response when he says, "I said I like the way," and the girl's going, "I, I like oh, the yeah. way." That's so good. And I, and I like the way the the guitar licks are really simple and economic. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, nothing. Uh, I mean, there's no extra fat in this thing. It's like uh, in, in on this whole record. It's like it's so perfectly understated, and they just throw in like j- just that sax when that sax comes in. It's like perfect. I know it's it's line. it's it's a perfect emphasis. And then again, too, like this is another track that you know it's just gonna get you dancing at least. At least me. I like to dance. So. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, and that's why I think that's probably why they did this. Uh, this is the first song in SNL because it's one of the more up ones. And some, so something interesting you said about him bringing uh, in, you know, his own like his own spin on thing because he was originally inspired like the smooth sailing thing by some uh, gospel songs where they use the ship metaphor talking about God, you know, God coming back. Mm-hmm. But then he ended up changing God to a girl, to a pretty girl. So he he like sort of flipped it you know yeah that's pretty cool yeah i mean i, I like that yeah I mean, right I, I yeah me, me too i like that too because it shows he's not just he's you know he's obviously really inspired by that as we'll see a song coming up where he sings about his mom the uh, faith that she uh she got born again you know as a teenager as a as a poor teenage girl how she sort mm-hmm. of found god and you could tell that that's that really um you know that that's a big part of his life too but yeah it, it's fun that he's a young guy and he could still flip it and say, nah, you know what? I'm going to write this about a girl instead about a pretty girl. Uh, and, and use the ship metaphor with her. Hey everyone, Rob here, you know, bringing that record got me high to you every week is a labor of love for me, but it also takes a lot of work and money with web posting fees, software subscriptions, and especially purchasing the music that we feature. Luckily, I'm able to continue producing this show every week. Thanks to our fabulous patrons. Now, I know what you're thinking. Rob, why don't you just start getting sponsors like other podcasts? Well, mainly because I don't think anyone really needs to hear more ads for CBD oil and men's grooming accessories and whatnot. So for now, I'm sticking with Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast. For as little as $2 a month, you too can become a patron of the show. You'll get a personal thank you from yours truly. You'll get our bi-monthly newsletter. You'll get to participate in all of our awesome patron-curated episodes. 
And most importantly, you'll become part of the That Record Got Me High family and help keep the show running. So do me a solid, please consider becoming a patron today. Uh, this next song, uh, clearly he's a clearly he's a spiritual dude, a religious dude, and he definitely brings some of that in here. And and you could hear it on this next one. Let's listen to Shine. <laughs> Transgressions let them blow in the wind like sand. Cause all of my deeds, you know them. You, me as your vessel, I want to shine like the candle. So good, and I swear, Camila, I kept I kept having to look back to make sure that none of these songs were like covers. Oh, like maybe that's an old, uh, you know, gospel standard or something. But no, these are all his songs, and yeah. uh, it it's really amazing how he writes with this uh, timelessness. Like it could have been a song that could have been written like any time. You feel like, yeah. I I mean I I I just love that about him, and I love the fact that his voice is so smooth, and what he's saying, I. It, it can apply for any time in history. I mean, you can you can see somebody that's spiritual thinking about these things and saying these things. Right, right, right. And it's it's the feeling and the idea is going to ring true 20, 50, 100 years from now. Yep. Yep, for sure. And we were uh, like I was just saying me and uh, Bob Bay on the Stevie Wonder uh, episode about how you could listen to someone, some uh, gospel. That's the great thing about it. You don't necessarily have to be religious or anything because you just feel if it's sung with such conviction and emotion and it's done so well, you uh, uh, just appreciate it for what it is, you know, and you right. it, mo- it moves your it moves your soul and appear. I think it appeals to the humanity exactly right at least it does to me yep me too same and uh there's some brilliant backups i just want to mention a couple on here it's uh britney jesse ellie chupnik beth riley and katie robertson on this one uh just killing it uh i guess that's what they did they just brought in local people i guess local musicians and everything to you know a a lot of people that were affiliated with uh white denim right which have you checked out their stuff at all yeah they're cool i mean like you, to me, you listen to White Denim, and I'm like, like, oh, you got, you know, these guys are like heavily influenced by like Rocky Eric, Erickson, and definitely, you know, Butthole Circle. Yeah! 
<laughs> Texas, there you go. The Texas again, right? Yeah. <laughs> Texas. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, also on this one, great saxophone. I should mention Jeff uh, Daisy is the one that plays sax on this record, and uh, it's great. Uh, all right, so this next one, uh, this is the one that's the story of his mother, uh, who grew up poor in New Orleans and discovered God as a teen. It's called Lisa Sawyer. So this is awesome. He's just telling a story about his mom and, and and his grandparents, and it's like a real story. He's telling exactly, you know, what they went through, and and uh, and it, it's just great. Yeah, and um, here again, I, I you know found some little snippets about how this particular song was recorded. They um, used a, a vintage again U forty five mic because apparently that mic brings a warmer tone. And it's more throaty. Oh, right. Right. And then again, um, what they did is again got a, a piece, got on a piece of golf green and aimed the amps in uh, different angles, and you know, put a lot of like HVAC HVAC boxes and different things around him and the backup singers to surround surround him and then they had everybody singing into the same mic but they positioned them behind leon bridges in accordance with their vocal strengths and capacity oh wow so that's how they got the sound <laughs> isn't that great because normally song. normally in a studio they would just have everyone sing separate and they play with the volumes that way but no they did it analog like right there <laughs> yeah isn't that, that so cool? It is cool, but it just makes it, uh, it just, like I said, the whole album is so meticulously crafted and well put together. You could, right. you and could it, and really hear the, the care that was made in recording him and getting and making sure that right. they got him down uh, the right way. Right. And it's so technically proficient. I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah, right. And could you imagine if he got like some shitty producer in like some uh, digital studio got a hold of him? Uh, how horrible it could have been. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it wouldn't be the gem that it is. Right. Right. It yeah. wouldn't have kicked off his career 
to such a claim. I mean, gosh. Yeah. Now I was going to ask you, I don't, I didn't really have time to dig into his later stuff, but uh, uh, you've kept up with him probably his career. And yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, he's, he's going to be touring soon. If, if he isn't already on tour and he's got a new album called gold diggers sound out and it's, and it's really neat. I always uh, keep up with him because I just love him. I love his sounds. I love the style and he's, He's always happy. He's always smiling, and he seems like he's always having fun. He seems like a really good guy. Yeah, I saw some interviews yeah. with him. I was watching some interviews, and he just seems like a really humble, good guy, uh, which is nice. Yeah, and he's he's one of these guys that when you when you see them interviewed, their eyes really light up and 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 shine, and that's uh, I think that's an exuberance that a lot of people don't have. Right. Yeah. Axel Rose, you see an Axel Rose interview. His his eyes aren't lighting up and shining really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this next one, this is one of the more uh, fiery songs on the record, I would say. Uh, let's listen to Flowers. <laughs> the field here today yeah, vanish in the wind go to sleep you may not wake up with the morning sunrise move so fast baby right before you close eyes so you better run move fast like the bullet from the gun over the hill, salvation, rest in the sun Eternity, baby, rest in the sun So won't you come So won't you come, baby So won't you come So won't you come, baby Okay, so here I'm going to give you my one little tiny criticism here Especially because like the lyrics he said So you better run, move fast like a bullet from a gun Over the hills, salvation, rest in the sun Eternally baby, rest in the sun So won't you come, won't you come baby I feel like he could have really hit this a little harder Like the whole record, I guess that's not his thing He's so smooth and soulful But I feel like maybe, maybe because he's young Maybe as he gets older he's going to dig into stuff a little more Sometimes when it calls for it Like what do you mean? Like uh, I just how, mean how he... Like, like how he would have um, separated the words or like move, I, pronounce it a more staccato way. I just feel like he's holding he's holding back a little to make it sound like to still keep it kind of smooth and everything. Whereas a song like this, he could have actually made it a real like a uh, burn burner, you know, if he sort of pushed yeah. it more. But I don't know. No, that's I, just me. I mean, I, I can see, you know, where you're coming from. Yeah, that's just me, you know, finding some way I can criticize this 25-year-old guy that's so successful, you know? I have to to bring him down in some way, Camila. (laughs) This is just like a smooth song, and and again, with his, like, trademark economic, you know, guitar licks. Right, right, right. Which, yeah, there's so... uh, That's why there's a couple of songs here where... Um, like you said, the, all the, uh, in, instrumentation, it's really all built to center around his voice and his songs. So they right. really did a good job with not overpowering any of that at all. It's very, 
you know, seldom when something will come in. There's a, a little later on, there's like a slide guitar that comes in that's really cool, but it's just yeah, very yeah. subtle. Yeah. And, and mainly it's to, you know, which the, which is right. What they should have done, highlight his voice and his songs. Cause th- that's him. You yeah. Know? Cause think about it. Not, you know, there's very few people who can just pick up a guitar and sing and it sounds incredible and it's captivating. And right. he's one of these guys. Yeah, and, and that's for for like two years, I guess he was doing these open mics for like two years before that. So you can imagine he was this kid, this young a black kid just singing these songs and these guitars. And uh, you know, that's great that like you said, that the right person at the right time would wander in and hear him and uh and see all that talent, you know, and say, oh man, right. we have to do something with this kid. <laughs> That's great. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So this next one, this is another one of those where I had to double check and make sure that it wasn't a cover because it just sounds so time like a timeless 60 song. Let's just new pull away. Heartbreak, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's really good at that. Now, I was going to ask you. Um, you listen, like you, obviously, you 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 love all these different kind of music. But how how like how quick will you switch gears? Like, will you listen to this record and then put on a a black flag right after, or do you get in kind of like your moods where for a while you're going to listen to a certain type of music and then? Uh, I mean, kind? I, I I have a tendency to switch it up a lot. Like I might listen to this and then I might go and listen to a, a salsa album. Right. And then I might l- go and listen to like a really, you know, heavy prog album. It just, it just depends. <laughs> it's, it's, it's whatever I happen to be feeling. Right. At the time and, and my mood. And I, I just think uh, that uh, music really adds to your life. Yeah, it's, it does. soundtrack to life yes it does that's it affects great. your mood and i mean come on how many times have you felt like uh I, I have to uh clean the house and you're like oh you know and then you just put on some great music and and get to it and like an hour later your task is done and and you had fun doing it oh that's good i guess i should try that i never actually clean my house so maybe i should try putting music on and try that. that's a good tip uh, um no no you're uh you're absolutely right and uh yeah that's uh that's great that that you know you could appreciate and and yeah like you were saying this this record in particular me uh, listening to it over the week it just made me happy like really happy feeling you know it's very yeah. it's a very positive 
uplifting record, even though it's not um, some some of it. I don't know. I don't know what it I is. I mean, like think about it. This this the song is beautiful, but yet the material is is sad. He's singing about heartbreak, but he's doing it in such a charming exactly way exactly. That's with, it. with such great sound that that's it. it. It lifts you up. It lifts you up exactly. All right, and this next one, especially this uh, this one. Oh, uh, uh, this is the one that has a really cool, s- smooth uh, slide. Solo. Yes, it's got the slide guitar and the saxophone twisting and yeah. grooving. And also, I read uh, what it's who it's about. Actually, it's kind of interesting too. But let's listen to it first. A little of twisting and grooving. I got a call from my baby. Said she fed her with me. I said she's found another lover in another city. Said she's doing fine in New Orleans. Now she got me pacing, huh? Wondering where'd I go wrong? Got me going in circles like the merry-go-round. Gonna take the west train to Louisiana in the morning. So I believe that's Kenny Wayne Hollingsworth, uh, Kenny Wayne Hollingsworth on the slide guitar there, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's awesome. All right. So Camila, did, did you read it all who this is about, who this song is about? I, I don't know who this song is about. It's about his grandparents, Eartha and Victor, who he mentioned oh, in that right. previous because, song. Yeah. And about because he mentioned, how they he met. mentioned them in, in, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just great that he's writing a, about his family, his life. you know? Yeah, his family. His life, his family. Yeah, and I read something really sweet how when he played uh, Lisa Sawyer, that's on Lisa Sawyer for his mom, his mom like yeah. cried. Well, of, of course his mom cried, but she like had no idea. Like she knew he was doing these open mics and stuff, but she had no idea what kind of music he was doing and what kind of songs he was writing, you know? So she probably thought he was like doing these horrible hip hop things or something. I don't know, but uh, she was just like, amazed you know that he was writing about you know her and his family and his faith and uh, it's great yeah and he must really love his grandmother because he mentions her by name in this song and in in lisa sawyer yeah like right. her name eartha yep that's so it. she must have been super influential in his life i think so i think so and that's probably I, mean, what- I, th- I think it's i think it's great i mean if you're gonna write write what about you know best and that's gonna be you yeah, yeah, right. That's why I really sort of bristled when I read some of the, I mean, mostly this album was actually got really good reviews. And uh, But the the one knock, like I said, was some people saying, oh, he's just a, a retro guy, you know, copying old things. But it's like, no, but he's not singing. Uh, like I said, if he was just doing, you know, standards, covering them, that's one thing. But no, he's doing his own his own twist on it. And he's singing about himself and his life. And, and this is just uh, what he loves. This is the, the style of music that he loves. So, you know... Why should why shouldn't he be able to do it? I know, you know pe- people just love you know people like to hate and be negative and you know yeah. the, you know I'm sure I'm sure that a lot of it is like a tad of jealousy because yeah 
they're not doing it themselves. They can't hack it. Exactly. I'm jealous. Well, I will fully admit I'm jealous of him, but I don't hate. I'm I'm not a hater or anything. I, I think he's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> he really. Is. But yeah, hey, you you play a vintage guitar. Don't you play a vintage Telecaster? I, I do, but I'm no uh, Leon Bridges. I'm I'm uh, no, but it's, self-aware it's, enough to know that. <laughs> it, it wouldn't wouldn't the Holy Terrors be considered vintage by now? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I'm vintage. I, I'm I'm vintage. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's a nice, uh, good point, Camila. Uh, all right, so we get the final song on here. This this is such a great uh, album closer and such a beautiful. So you said this is the first song you heard, right? Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. How could you not just be drawn into him from this song, right? I know it's 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 so pretty. It's so spiritual. It's got you know such amazing references, and it, and it's like. You know, I, I feel like this 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 album is like the perfect sandwich. You know, you start off with with a, you know some really good bread. You know, and you start off with with coming home, and then you end it with river, and you've got all this like really good filling in the middle too. So right. it's like <laughs> it is. It's a beautiful soul amazing. sandwich. All right, let's let's, let's, yes. let's listen to river. Been traveling these wide roads for so long. My heart's been far. From you, 10,000 miles gone Oh, I want to come near and give every part of me But there's blood on my hands And my lips are unclean In my darkness I remember Mama's words reoccur to me Surrender to the good thought And then wipe your slate clean Take me to your river I wanna go go. Take me to your river smooth waters I go in as a man with many crops come up for air as my sins flow down the Jordan oh I want to come here and give every part of me but there's blood on my hands when those when uh, when all the backup singers come in to the "Take Me to Your River" part, it's like, oh my god, it just gets you, right? I know it does, and, it, and it, I think it's it's really neat that you know. I'm, I'm assuming that he's referring to the the River Jordan, and which is like a where John the Baptist uh, baptized uh, Jesus of Nazareth and and recognized him as as the Lamb of God, and you know, I guess you're baptized into repentance and i think that that's what this whole song is about right it, it is and yeah and i agree and when he says uh, oh i, I want to come near and give every part of me but there's blood on my hands and my lips are unclean in my darkness i remember mama's word reoccur to me surrender to the good lord and he'll wipe your slate clean so it's about redemption and right. but you know what i you know what i love and i guess just because i'm getting older I, I say this a lot but uh, the message of i'm not perfect but but the lord uh, doesn't care that i'm perfect 
that can easily be transposed to the universe doesn't care. You're going to say, I'm not perfect, but the universe doesn't care. And that's a good empowering message for everyone, right? Right. To know that you can be, you know, all right, we've all done shitty things and we've fucked up, but we're striving to be better. And just say the universe. If, if you don't believe in God or that, which is fine, I, I don't really, but just say the universe doesn't care. It's still a really yeah. good message, right? Sure. Yeah. It, you know, everybody can be redeemed. Exactly. Yeah. Which is really what I think is the message of it. And uh, oh my God, it's so beautiful like i said uh he did uh you could seek out his performance of this on saturday night live it was the last song he played on there and uh it's just beautiful it's stunning it's just him with a guitar and the backup singers and then a, a little bit of organ behind him and it's just so beautiful it's great yeah, and, I, and i know i know the song was um featured in that series big little lies that a lot of people oh that's watch. right that's right and actually, you know what's funny? I also read, I think Coming Home was in an Apple, uh, one of the Apple uh, commercials a while ago. And then I sort of retroactively remembered it, why it sounded kind of uh, familiar. It was from that. It was from that commercial. But I'm sure at the time when I heard it, I just assumed they were using some old, you know, soul song that I had never heard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what a great record and uh yeah i'm really glad like i said i totally i mean i, I never question you when you bring it when you say you want to do a record i just say yes yeah, sure but usually every other record you've done i've heard of before but this one i never did and i was fooled uh until i realized who it was and uh, so i've made you a fan then oh yeah no i am i'm a, I'm a big fan of uh leon bridges yeah such a big fan and i feel and hopefully i i'm thinking i could just be an idiot and everyone knows about him already except me but i'm hoping we're going to turn some other people on to him uh Gosh, i really hope so because I, I, his music yeah. is so good and i wish i wish people would be a little a little more open-minded listen to something different take take a chance and just hear the beauty but that's what this show is all about camila yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah it was great having you on so how's how's things been going with you how's everything have you been handling the uh, pandemic good i mean uh have you been yeah hanging everything's been pretty good um i traveled for the first time in october we went to austin for my nephew's wedding and it was cool it was it was a lot of fun and i i i think that we kind of went at the perfect time because like you know the virus had dipped down. It was good. at that little easing up point. Yeah. Which, and and yeah. I think things are again. I, I think really, I honestly, I swear I said, I know he said this last year and I was wrong, but this year, I think for sure this time things are going to ease up and things are going to start getting better. I, think. I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I, I hope so, but know, you know, whatever, too. you know, and in, in the meantime, I still, uh, I make sure that I, you know, wear a mask and I stay safe and yes. I take my vitamins and there you go everything that i can you haven't gotten it yet right you haven't got you never got no it? i know me neither no, no. camila do you believe and I, I i work in a goddamn airport for two years straight i've been working at the airport and i haven't gotten it i don't even know how that's no, i mean I, i'm sure that you're really safe and you must have a a really good immune system i guess i do although i do have this cold that i get every couple of months so it's not that great but i guess it's good enough for that yeah, <laughs> um, i mean you know keep you know knock on wood that's keep right knock on wood all right, but yeah, it was great. Uh, always great having you on. Hopefully, next time uh, we'll do we'll be able to do it in person uh, next time again. Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Anyway, this is this has always been so much fun. I love being on here. I oh, love uh, 
I'm glad I got you into something that you didn't expect. Yes, for sure. hundred percent. And uh, I've really enjoyed listening to it all week. Uh, don't forget, guys, uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at, at That Record Got Me High. Also, that Facebook group got me high. On Twitter, it's at TRGMH Podcast. Uh, you can email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com. And the most important thing, guys, if you want to become a patron of the show, just go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and become a patron. Uh, my uh, patrons are the best. I love We just did a patron episode that just came out for Valentine's Day called That Record Broke My Heart. It was a lot of fun. They're great. Uh, Camila, have, have you listened to that episode yet? Because you'll like it. Yes, because, I have. Oh, good. Well, what do you think? It's good, right? It was good. It was fun. Yeah, they're fun, and they bring—they always bring songs that I either didn't know at all, or I didn't know the artist. And uh, I, I'm always surprised by new stuff. So that's why it's great. This this show, Camille, is the only way I can listen to—I listen to new music, you know, d- discover, or maybe not even new music, but music that I missed, you know. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's great. So yeah, consider becoming a patron, and don't forget subscribe. Whatever you listen to, guys, subscribe. And if you want, and also I just want to point out, I—I I keep I have a bad habit where I just say guys, everyone's guys. But I hope you guys, uh, you people understand that I'm old. I'm an old man and I just say guys, but I mean everyone, of course. We have a lot of uh, well, it's, it's like It's like when we say dude, dude means everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> my daughter, I, I call my daughter dude all the time. Um, yeah, so don't take it uh, personally. I'm, I'm trying, but uh, I don't know. Guys is my go-to. But I have a lot of uh, great female patrons. And uh, Camila, you'll be happy to know you're the start of a, I think, uh, four female guest streak that I'm going to have now. Now, my next three oh, guests are going to all be female. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I, I think that the, that the episodes where you have women doing it, they're, they seem to be more popular, right? They're Of course, because they're better, because women are much better than men. Of course they are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So once again, thanks again, Camila, for coming on. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you guys next week. I'm Rob Elba. Later. Later. Take me to your river. I wanna go now Go Take me to your river I wanna know Uh, I